Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Stiletto Talks podcast, where we strive to create safe spaces for women entrepreneurs. And again, my name is Paula Hutchinson, and I am your host. And today I am super excited because I have someone who was once my client turned now baller entrepreneur in uh, Louisiana, and I am so excited to have her. Um, And I'm going to get her to share her story, but I've seen a lot of things on social media about how do I get started? How do I get started? I don't have any money. I don't have any credit. I'm in transition. I lost my job. My dog died, etc, etc. And how do you get started? So tonight I have someone that is going to really break it all the way down on how to just get started. Because that's often one of our biggest challenges, whether you have money or not, credit or not, just the opportunity. And so um, I have someone on here tonight that can really uh, truly validate that she just sees an opportunity out of something that may have been what someone others may consider to be bad, but for her, it actually was a launch pad. And so now she has a successful business and full-time entrepreneur. So welcome to uh, the Stiletto Talks podcast, Felicia Young of Higher Minds of Education. Hello, hi Paula. We are so excited to have you. We've been trying to get this uh, together for a few months. Uh, so blame it on me. I had kind of the I'm do spirit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And our schedules kept kind of missing um, and, and stuff. So we have been able to connect and super excited to have her on here. She can break it all the way down. So we're talking tonight, of course, about education, about funding, um, about uh, saving for your children, things to watch out for. But we're going to get to first and foremost, the part about starting the business. So Felicia, of course, you are an educator. You have the educator's background. So please kind of break down to us what got you into the mindset of I want to start a business behind education. Okay, well, Paula, I will be completely honest with you. You know, in the beginning of all this, all homegirl wanted to do was go to work, get my paycheck, go on vacation, buy me a purse, and that is all, okay? However, (laughs) the universe has something different in mind, okay? So for everybody that does not know, I lost my job and my house flooded on the same day in 2016. So I lost my job that morning. My house flooded that night. So at that point, I'm in the middle of a doctoral program with a small child, no job, and a flooded house with no flood insurance. And I had just bought the house a year before. (laughs) So yeah, um, starting a business was not something that I intended to do. It was something I had to do. So in order to um, eat and keep the lights on, I started a business. So I did what I've always done, and that's help students. And so you say, how do you start? You just start. Like, you just tell everybody, I got this business. I went on Vistaprint, created some business cards, uh, created a little tablecloth, came to your event. That was my first vendor event. (laughs) And people have been sharing information about my business ever since then. So all I can tell you to do is to start just one step at a time. That is awesome advice. And like I said, she was in my chair um, and she had just lost the job. And while she's in my chair, the house was flooding. 
So right. I, I was uh, eyewitness uh, to the whole scenario. Um, and she literally talked that business out and created it sitting in the salon in one day. And so this is how I'm going to pivot. And that has just been such a story of inspiration. I hope she writes a book about it uh, to help <laughs> others because it's just really important for you to know that most of us have businesses started out of uh, we got to, we don't have a choice. Right. So right. while I know there are a lot of gurus that say that, hey, you got to plan it out, plan it out and plan it out. Well, every now and then, which is more often than not, is usually born out of necessity and you don't right. have a choice. The options are not being presented to you at that time to go pursue another job or um, there's access to jobs in the same job market that you're used to or the same uh, salary point that you're used to. So those types of things mean you got to get out there and do your own thing. And so for that, we are really grateful uh, for the ingenuity of women because we get it done. We make it happen with children and all. Um, And so uh, Felicia, I'm very excited just to see how much your business has grown. Um, Talk to us a little bit what does Higher Minds of Education do? So we are a higher educational consultant firm. So we help students, families, organizations, school districts, help students complete FAFSA, complete college applications, as well as scholarship opportunities. So we have been working within local school districts, helping with FAFSA as it is now a graduation requirement for students. Also, we've also been working with many uh, nonprofit organizations as well as families to help them find scholarships for their students. There is money everywhere. I tell people there is scholarship money everywhere. You are not looking at your church, in your human resource office, at your job, at, 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 the, uh, at your boyfriend, uh, Q Omega Psi Phi fraternity, they have a scholarship. Everybody has money somewhere, even if it's the small scholarships, because a lot of times people don't apply for those. So you're able to readily get those scholarships. So we help you track down those small things, help you create a plan to get your student the needed funding for college. That is awesome. Um, I know for myself, uh, when my son graduated, I was in transition here. So I know I had to do all of the work myself by getting a book and trying to research it. And it was a headache. Talk to me about how you uh, take some of that headache away from parents specifically, especially when they may have a child that has already identified a degree program that they may be interested in. But maybe uh, a parent may feel like the type of school that they want to attend, the funding and possibilities may be out of reach for them. So talk with us about that step that you go through with parents to help them identify those scholarships. Okay, so we have a form that we give students and families to complete to let us know if their um, children do any extracurricular activities, if they have narrowed down. Ooh, it's lightning. <laughs> um, we have them to fill out the form to let us know what programs they're interested in, things like that. So we take the stress out of applying for college. I don't think that parents realize until they're in the thick of it how much it is how much paperwork, how much lingo you don't understand that goes into this college thing. So we help take the stress out. We find the scholarships. We find the institutional scholarships and help your student apply for those. We kind of help narrow down the things that you that you need. I actually worked with a family this past school year. And so although his mom was like a super hustler, like she was finding a million scholarships on her own as well. 
she did tell me at the end of us working together that having someone to just talk to, just to bounce ideas off of, just someone to ask, you know, immediate questions to. We talked every Tuesday, like clockwork from seven to eight o'clock. She asked her questions. We filled out the FAFSA. If she needed help with anything, I was there just for her to ask those questions. And you don't believe how valuable that is because trying to track down somebody at the school or in the financial aid office is crazy. So, to, <laughs> so just, just to have someone there that you know you can ask this question to, that will go and find the answer for you and get you an email back within 24 hours, that doesn't happen. But we do that. We are hands-on with these families. We're in the mud with them, figuring it all out. So we enjoy doing that. That's something Higher Minds loves. I love students. I always tell people, this is a job, but it's really not a job because I actually love my students. I like the craziness, the chaos that comes with it all. So yes, it is a passion project. So we we love helping our families. Now you got a, quite a few nuggets to uh, go on. So I'm gonna go off of with some of the things that you talked about. So one of the things you talked about was parents not understanding like some of the lingo and the things that go into getting uh, these scholarships or even applying for FAFSA. So most schools are always talking about FAFSA, FAFSA, FAFSA. I mean, a lot of parents don't understand maybe what that is. And so especially if they never received it back in the day, maybe they chose a trade school or, or maybe someone paid for them to go to school. So talk with us a little bit more about the process of FAFSA. You know, the government does more simplification of FAFSA only to make it more difficult. <laughs> but it is a simple process when you have someone to work with you. But you need your tax information. You need your Social Security information. There is just certain documents that you need in order to get the FAFSA done. But the FAFSA is a free application for financial aid. Let me say this. Financial aid covers grants and loans because for some reason, people think that it's two separate things. But when you do the FAFSA, you are applying for Pell Grant as well as the loans through the, through the federal government. Um, but yes, yeah, so you it's a very simple document. You need your tax forms, your social security number, date of birth. I say all the time, make sure that you are entering your social security properly. That is a big mistake that happens when people fill out the FAFSA. Either they're doing that or parents, especially mothers, have gotten married, changed their name on the Social Security card or didn't change their name. And that's something that causes a lot of issues. So we do run into that as we help students. But yeah, it's a simple process. If you can get into the financial aid office, they will help you. But Higher Minds is here to help you get through that simple process, simple and easy. Great, great information. Um, talk with us too about um, when I think about FAFSA and I think about how frustrating uh, FAFSA can be. Um, when you often when students and parents receive maybe their award letters, talk to us a little bit about some of the hiccups or some questions that parents may need to ask if they need more clarity on FAFSA and like what they're about to sign off for, right, regarding their promissory notes and so forth. Okay. When parents are receiving these award letters, there's a lot going on on this letter. So you have what's called a cost of attendance. You know, that is something that's important that they may want to ask, like what is going into this calculation for cost of attendance? Also, EFC, 
is something else that you see on there. It's called the estimated family contribution number. And that's important because it details if your family is able to receive Pell Grant or not. So now that we are living uh, mid-pandemic, because it's not over, so we mid-pandemic, okay, we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people's uh, income has changed. So if you, and FAFSA goes with the previous two years FAFSA, I mean, income tax. So we're doing income tax from 2019. But in 2019, you may have made $100,000. But now you may be unemployed. So although you have to go ahead and put the tax information properly on your FAFSA, you can reach out to the offices of financial aid at your different schools and let them know your financial aid situation has changed. So what you see on the award letter may not be set in stone. You may be able to have that adjusted. Um, I wanted to say that just to make sure that parents understood that they could be changed because a lot of people are freaking out because they are not qualifying for Pell Grant, even though their family situation has changed, but you can't. But back to the award letter, there is um, two loans on there. So you get subsidized and unsubsidized loans. Ask about what that means. One has interest that does not start yet, and the other one, the interest starts immediately. So you may want to ask those detailed questions as to what does this mean? Like, okay, so interest or like tomorrow when I say yes, you know, the interest doesn't start. Do I have to take it? Because a lot of people think they have to take the loans. You do not. Just because it's on your award letter, you can say, no, we're not doing loans. We're only going to take the free money. So that is also an option for you as well. Because I've, I've talked to parents who feel like they are being pressured to take the loan when you don't have to. And I like the fact that you brought up about being pressured because I've seen in the art, a lot of articles, there are a lot of schools getting in trouble. And I know we recently saw Biden forgive some loans from schools that kind of had like a predatory, predatory uh, method in which they were almost encouraging students, like they almost had to take those loans with the promises that, oh, you're going to have a job and they should not be implying an outcome. Um, so I know that's something that you see a lot. Um, and especially in our communities, um, in black and brown communities, uh, you see students who may have low income, single parent homes. And of course, this is a child that you see that has an opportunity. You want to maximize that opportunity. But share with us about some things to avoid so that your child doesn't get into a lot of debt that they may have to pay for, or even where you have the parent plus loans that may potentially put the parent in debt too. Right. You know, let me focus on what you said about the predatory loan programs like that. That is so true. Black and brown communities have been attacked <laughs> because education, higher education is now a business. So if you understand that you are now a product and they want your money, that helps you to move a little differently uh, <laughs> when it comes to applying for for schools and financial aid. because so you have you know, university of blah, 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 that promises you all these things and that's not happening and your degree basically means nothing, right? So you want to make sure that whatever you're signing up for, that is to your benefit and you're not getting a lot of debt with no degree because that is huge. That's why the student loan debt issue is such a big issue because people have hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, but no degree. So what? how do you pay that back? You know, there, there's just no way. Okay, I forgot the other part of your question because I was talking about that because I, I like talking about it. 
the dick. So when it comes to uh, no worries, when it comes to uh, you know how we get down, you know how we get down. Um, and but I love this information because so many people I find deal with this, and of course in a salon setting or even at a lot of our events, most parents are to the age now we're all in that ish ish age of over thirty five and starting to uh think about our students in school uh, or they already have children in school and maybe they may be in school themselves receiving rapid skills. So you have to think about the, the, the financial part of it. So of course we don't want to see um, anyone, but especially those who already have low income situations, um, maybe have situations at home where they may be more negatively impacted by taking out a lot of student loans and debt if they don't complete a program or if they cannot find a job. So talk with us a little bit about how to weigh out if weigh out the worth, if it's worth taking the loan. I guess that's what I want to say. If it's worth, you know, accepting all of this money that's on your award letter. Um, and what do you have to think about in terms of the repayment process and all of that? Got you. Okay. For parents who are starting out with young children, when I say young, I mean seventh, eighth grade. That is a good time to start talking to them about what colleges they're thinking of, what things they want to do, like what different career paths um, they're interested in. And if your child says, I want to go to beauty or barber school, I want to be a welder, those things are perfectly fine because we can do that too. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want people to think that it's, this is just really about four years. No, we have scholarships for community colleges, technical schools. There's money out there for everybody because we need plumbers. We, not, we might not need a million entrepreneurs that's just, <clears throat> you know, out here selling books, but we need a plumber, you know. So start now talking, having those conversations. Eighth, ninth grade, start looking at scholarships. There are different summer internships that your child can apply for, that they may be able to get money to go towards school. You know, just starting early is the important thing for obtaining money because we all see those fantastic stories on Facebook, Instagram, the news where you see students who have $2 million worth of scholarships or, you know, all of this money, but that didn't happen overnight. So that is something that the student actually worked for, that they actually found those scholarships and applied and did the essays and all of those things. So looking early is, is important, especially for young students. Okay. Now, when you get to an adult learner who is now wanting to go back to school, who doesn't want to um, incur a lot of debt. So what I, my advice would be talk to your HR, see if there is any programs that you can apply for if they do tuition reimbursement. Um, if there's a school that's connected to your job, because I remember a long time ago, I worked for a hospital here and they were um, connected to a Catholic school that I wanted to attend for my master's program. So I was able to, you know, go to school that way and get a tuition um, reduction. So just for those type of programs, talk to people, um, find out about any type of scholarship. If you do like an open Google search, you can find a lot of things for moms, for um, nurses, you know, just careers that people are teachers, you know, things like that. So just asking the questions and really like doing your research early can help reduce the amount of debt. Even if you have to take some small debt to get it done, you want to make sure that you are um, taking the money responsibly. You don't want to take $100,000 and you not make but $30,000 and you have no way to pay that back. You know, you want to be responsible. Even if you have to do a little bit at a time, that would be better than 
just getting all this debt and then finding yourself stuck that you can't buy a house now or a car because you have this enormous debt because, you know, they look at that when you buy houses and cars and things. It goes into your debt to income ratio. So, yeah. That is awesome advice. I do have one question too that I wanted to ask. So how do, a lot of times students have illusions of grandeur. They they, they have a lot of things they want to do because they want to be serial entrepreneur and it's hard not to think about it or serial people with uh, diversified portfolios as many of us of us do have, um, because that's just the day and age that we're in. You know, you see the Jay-Z's, you see the Beyonce's, you see all of these people, and they got multiple different entities. And so most people want to have the degree, they want to have the trade, they want to have it all. Um, and so how does a student, what type of free resources out there are available for students to help them research some of the careers that they are thinking about, and maybe what the salaries are in their areas? Right. So just making sure that they are taking advantage of those programs within the high school. You know, we have a lot of dual enrollment programs where students are able to graduate high school with like associate's degrees, which is absolutely fantastic because just, or even a trade. I've had students who finish the welding program. They go off and be welders, you know, um, by the time they're graduating from high school. So those type of things are important that you take advantage of. Um, Also, I would say researching, Louisiana workforce or different workforce, whatever area you're in, they have the salaries for certain jobs on their website. You can kind of do a search there. Um, or you can, like I said before, just do an open Google search. I think it's salary.com that you can type in like what type of job you want and what's the average salary. And that will kind of give them some idea because I do believe that they are unrealistic because nobody is telling them that this this job isn't going to make a lot of money at first. I mean, if you even think about just becoming a doctor, you don't make a lot of money at first. Like you have to build a practice. You have to get patients. And that takes more than just what you know from a book. You know, so I always tell students that you have inside of you what you're meant to do. You just don't know it yet. So if you are passionate about what you do, the money will come, but you have to work. So you have to understand that you have to be kind to people, you have to be giving to people. And then that way your your passion will come out, your dreams will be realized. But you just can't say, oh, I have a degree, so I'm entitled to this. A degree is a piece of paper (laughs) that says you, you took some classes and you learned some things, right? but we have to do a little bit more than that in order to be successful. You know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur until it's time to get dirt, right? So that's the same thing about getting a degree. Like everybody wants the degree and the big job, but you have to take what all comes with that. So, you know, just doing your research early on, I always tell everybody research and do it early. I love that. I love what you said, Uh, just starting early. And I like the fact that you brought up seventh and eighth grade, because I don't think sometimes we think about starting out that early. And then we're kind of at the last minute. We're in the fourth quarter, you know, with five minutes left in the game. (laughs) And now you're trying to figure out, oh, where are the scholarships? Where's my child going to school? Where, you know, you're trying to make a lot of rapid decisions um, without the research part attached. So I think it's really great that you all work with parents, meet them where they are, work with students, meet them where they are. That is awesome sauce. And it's so great that you were able to transition what you were doing originally, but then enhance what you were doing originally and still um, at nine to five at somebody else's job and create a passionate career path that still allows you to be in your purpose, sharing with students, because it takes a special person to deal with parents and students. 
Um, a lot of patience. Um, and, and I listen, it's I always say it's a special place in heaven for you all. I know y'all are shoe-ins. The rest of us are trying to get there, but y'all are shoe-ins. Um, and I think that's probably earned credit, uh, probably for wings. Um, and so definitely um something to think about. Now, if a person wants to get in contact with you to start the process now, because of course the school's year is about to start. And so while they're getting their school clothes together and they fresh fit and all this kind of <laughs> stuff, we're getting close to the top of school year. Some students are juniors, some students are seniors, um, and some may be sophomores. So share with us, how can they get in contact with you um, to whatever level they are at um, to um, at least sit down and have that conversation with you and help them create the roadmap that's going to work best for them um, with their child. Okay, well, I it can be found everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, but specifically at the website, <laughs> hmofed.com. So this higher minds of education, just the initials of each um, word, hmofed.com. And on there, under my services, I have an array of different services. You can contact me. I have a cute little thing called Asking Experts. Um, so you can book to have a meeting just to talk. If you have done a, most of everything and you just have questions, you can book me for that. I also created um, a link that has scholarships for both incoming freshmen as well as high school seniors. So that's on there as well. So if you want to buy a scholarship list, I have that as well. Um, but definitely you can find me on the website. If anybody out there has um, an organization and they would like to do a presentation to talk to students, which I love to do. I like to make presentations. And um, Paul, let me tell you this. One presentation I made was um, with Cardi B in the background, money, money. You know, <laughs> so he talks about financial aid. So I'm like, Miss Felicia, what you know about Cardi B? Child, you just don't know. But <laughs> we were able to get through the financial aid thing because I always tell people that, you know, you got to think about college like money, like, like you're getting money because we all like to have money to get makeup and nice shoes and clothes and things. So this is another important thing. So you got to look at it the same way. We getting money, you know, we hustling for the scholarship money, not for nothing else. So, you know, I encourage students for that. But yes, you can find me and all my shenanigans at Higher Minds of Education. Awesome. And of course, we're going to come back before we go off and make sure that you put that back out there for everyone. But I also want to find out from you, when you think about where you were and starting this business and where you are today, being featured um, in all these magazines, uh, more visibility. How do you manage? Now the business has taken off. It's, man it's starting to manifest now. You're, you're growing. The business is not just an idea. This is a real living, breathing thing, right? Um, and how do you manage being a mom, being an entrepreneur? Because a lot of people are doing this for the first time. They're coming out of the workspace. And we talked about this before we started recording about this is the summer of the great resignation. People are saying, you know what? I'm not going back in nobody's office. I'm going to figure it out at home. I'm just going to start from scratch because people thought about mortality with their life what they think about it, um, maybe wanting to live more in purpose. But of course, we also have the reality um, as women of being caregivers for our family, um, baths while you're on Zoom, you know, <laughs> uh, these types of things, you know, trying to make sure children are not drowning in the tub. So talk with us a little bit about um, how do you balance it all? Like, what's the one key advice? Because there's going to be somebody starting, but they're super duper frustrated. 
Um, maybe they don't have people that support them. Maybe people think they're crazy for starting a business. Girl, just find you a job, girl. You know, oatmeal, be no meal, all the things <laughs> that people say that rhyme, the Jesse Jackson rhymes. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about what do you feel like is the one piece of advice you would share with someone um, if they, in fact, had to um, just start from scratch that will okay. keep them going and, ba- and work out that balance? Okay, so it's a whole bunch of answers for a whole bunch of questions that you ask. <laughs> um, the first thing I would say for someone who is starting and um, what would they what should they do first? Find your tribe, right? Now, you say people say that as a cute thing, but no, you really need to find the tribe of people who are going to be there and support you and make you believe in your business when you like, oh, no, forget this. I'm going to work at Walmart. Like, I'm going to just be a door greeter because I'm done with this business, right? You need those people in your corner. So let me tell you a little story. Ain't nobody believed in my business in my family. Everybody said, girl, get a job. Why she just can't get a job? She got that master's degree. Get a job. I look for jobs every day, all day, all night on Indeed. I ain't found one job yet. I still ain't got high. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, right? Because it wasn't meant for me to get a job. And so I, I end up working for other entrepreneurs, like taking little small jobs, like helping other people, you know, do things and file paperwork. And those people encouraged me. Like I will say I work for a bar. It was so crazy. The man just hired me because he cut my son hair and he really just wanted to encourage me. So I would do all of his business stuff, paperwork, you know, even his wife was like, yeah, we're going to keep Felicia, just keep up. We're going to hire her again. So he, every day I would tell him, look, I, I don't think I could do this. He's like, be, just keep working the business. Don't stop. Just keep working. I mean, like literally every day he would tell me the same thing. I'm like, the light's about to get turned off. I got the disconnection notice. He was like, just keep working the business. But did the lights get turned off? No, they still on. So keep working the business. Like, you know, you need to be surrounded by people who will encourage you. And sometimes those people are not the people who love you. They love you. They just don't understand that your destiny is bigger than what they think. Because God told you he had no conference call. He told you. So all these people you're looking for validation from, they're not going to be your customers. They're not going to help you. They're not, they, they just not, you know? And so once you accept that and find you a group of people who are supportive of what you're doing, that will help you in the long run with, when it gets tough. Because Paula, you know, I'll call you and be like, Paula, uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> You know me, call me, call right. me, because I'm going to tell you to get back right. and cry if you will, pray too, but tomorrow you're going to have to move on. Right. Love the you know, that you gave, because you preaching good, you Because <laughs> they just not, I mean, and that's, and that's very difficult for a lot of people, because you want the support from your husband, from your boyfriend, from your mom, or from, and those people do love you. They love you. They just don't understand. You know, and I will say this about me and my mom. We are very close. You met my mom. We are very close. My mama said, not too long ago, girl, I didn't really think it was going to turn into nothing. I just said, why that girl can't get no job? (laughs) I mean, but I respect her honestly because she wanted me to be okay. 
you know, sometimes we always think, oh, they just hating on me. But maybe it's from a place of love because that's the only thing they understand. When someone hasn't done what you're doing, they truly don't understand and they want what's best for you. Now, what you know is what's best and what they think is best may be two different things. So you can't get mad from that. You just got to keep moving because this is for you, not for the world. You know, so that would be my advice on that tip. Um, me seeing the business grow into something, I, you know, I had wrote it down on a piece of paper like years before it happened and forgot. And one of my friends said, girl, you can't ask God for this. You don't remember? I said, uh-uh, girl, you need to stop lying on me. I ain't told God. <laughs> and I found the paper, like, after her and I had this conversation, I was like, oh, my goodness. So when 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 the Bible tells you, write it down and make it plain, do that. You, you, you just have to. Put what you want into motion, write it down, and let it manifest itself. I mean, I, I was surprised. But, you know, it has been a good a good ride. I'm very blessed and fortunate. Now, you asked me about balancing the mama side. <sighs> Paula, Paula, Paula. Girl, you know, I done went and had that one-year-old. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. However, we here now. So <laughs> I have a nine-year-old and a 17-month-old, right? So how I try to find the balance is I make a schedule every day for my life and I make sure that I include my children into that schedule. Like there are things that have to be done. I have to work. We have to eat. I need money, but I also have to be their mother. So just finding some time for me throughout the day, even if it's just lunch, if I just have lunch by myself or with a good friend to just balance out the day because the work is crazy and the mommy part is crazy. So I have to find balance, meditation, prayer, you know, just trying to get through the day with those things like, Waking up in the morning and having that 10 minutes of just meditation for yourself before the alarm goes off is a beautiful thing. Making sure you have 10 minutes at night because that may be all that you have. You know, a lot of people want you, oh, you could just, you know, exercise for 30 minutes. I might not have 30 minutes. I might only just do 20 sets of every, every exercise I know. And that's going to relax me. You know, I go jogging. I try to use that as a space to think and plan for the business. But just trying to find those moments for myself helps me balance everything else. Because sometimes we get caught up in the business of life and we don't take care of ourselves. And so that can harm you more than anything. So just taking out the time is what I do to, to balance everything. This grace. You're not telling me. It's, <laughs> my house is very blended. So um, there's always a lot going on. And then you have multiple entities. So um, I always love the fact that here at the Stiletto Talks, we bring on real people that's going to tell you the real truth. Because the truth of the matter is people post what they want you to see. But the reality is it'd be a whole lot of action going on. And so for those of us that know each other, we sharing recipes. We trying to figure out sleep. We crying. We praying. We cussing. We doing a little bit of everything. So I do like the fact that you brought that up. So you brought up some great points, believing in your passion, um, not being mad at relatives because they may not understand what you're doing. They might seem strange to them. Um, also balancing, uh, putting your children on your schedule from the beginning, you know, from the get go, setting a, a schedule, getting up and meditating, collecting your thoughts in the morning. That's just so important. Um, you've talked about the business side of it, making sure that parents and students understand, like do your research. Start the, and try to avoid being at the last minute 
But maybe at the last, if you are at the last minute, professional services definitely something you may need to really consider. <laughs> and if you know that you're trying to have a student in a, a debt-free education, um, then they definitely need professional services like you all to help um, with the piece of understanding what your child can do, what's out there for your child, because everybody's going to be different. And then going after and doing the work. So you're there to do the work for them for convenience, but then they also also have to bring things to the table themselves, such as like their financials, uh, knowing what they want to do, um, having as much clarity. And I like the fact that your company doesn't just work with them as far as the FAFSA, but with scholarships for trades and for uh, two or four year colleges. So that's really great. Now, before we get off, I want to make sure that you just run it back one more time, everybody, of how you can find these services. Because, like I said, the school year is here. Uh, we, we, we added again. Um, and like uh, Felicia stated, there are some who their financial uh, issues have changed. Their, their circumstances have changed. Um, and maybe for quite some time, this may be your child's junior or senior year, and you don't quite know what the future may hold. So let's be proactive instead of reactive. Let's go at it from a different perspective. So uh, Felicia, again, share with us how we can find you again. Okay, you can find us at the website, www.hmofed.com. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Higher Minds of Education. And let me also add this, Paula, is that we do work with students and families from all 50 states. So it's just not Louisiana. We work with everybody everywhere. And it's so crazy because a lot of my customers have been from like Texas, California, and Atlanta. <laughs> so yes, we work all over. Well, we're definitely going to have to get you on our uh, Facebook and YouTube page when we do the live to definitely do some Q&A with parents um, and so forth, because it is really important that we make sure that parents and even for those who are seeking rapid skills, uh, those of us who are a little bit older, but maybe now your job doesn't exist anymore. Maybe you need those rapid skills um, and you may be looking into FAFSA. Um, that's still a service that you provide as well. So I want to make sure that we uh, know that you're working with for the higher minds of education. <laughs> so we want to make sure they got what they need. Um, Felicia, I can't thank you enough for just dropping so many uh, gems. This is a lot of information and what we need to be proactive. And also, like I said, just balancing it all out. Being a parent, um, my children are nine years apart. Um, and then now I have a grandson. We got, I have my nephew here. So, and my mom. So we have a lot of action over here, um, even in my home. So um, I certainly understand the, uh, the beautiful chaos of it all. <laughs> um, and I like the fact that you were honest and transparent. Um, so if you are someone who's considered entrepreneurship, maybe you're still working even a full-time job or considering uh, the great escape um, and being a part of the great resignation, or you've decided to stay and just have a diversified portfolio, just know that everybody has that going on. It, it's usually wild times at home and you have to figure out because you're still adding something to your schedule, just figuring out how it works for you. And like Felicia stated, find your tribe, find people that support you. That might not be your boo, a squiggy, whatever they call them. Now, what are they now? Boonopolis, look, that's old. I'm right. not a, whatever they're supposed to be now, babe, boo, whatever. Right. Uh, but that, yes, but yes. that may not be 
the person that really sees what you see. And like you stated, if God gave you the vision, he didn't give it a conference call where everybody was aware. Um, and even if he did, their level of understanding or maturity or understanding where you are specific to you may not be what they may understand. They may be beyond their comprehension. And so, you know, while uh, sometimes there may be a lot of things up against it, it's about developing too. You got to keep working and walking in your purpose, walking with integrity from the beginning and the right people will connect to you. So I love the fact that you brought up all of those things. And just for someone who was there from the beginning, I was there for the firing <laughs> and the flood. Same right. thing that happened at the salon. So um, I am just so overly proud of you um, and love the fact that you're also supporting other entrepreneurs, bringing them up, having those very personal conversations with them and encouraging them as well. And like you said, you you surround yourself with other entrepreneurs. And so Felicia, we can't wait to see the lives that you change through your business and making sure that uh, students young and old and some way in between, because uh, I know some people don't identify as old, neither young, uh, they're uh, not identifying. Uh, uh, they're by age, um, making sure that they know what resources are available for them um, to pursue their education and that uh, education either way, whether you choose a trade, whether you choose a two or four year college, you got to have some type of skill to get out here and make it, you know, so um, I love the fact that you're working with people day in and day out in your passion and in your purpose um, to help people all over the nation. So it's not just um, in Louisiana. Your company is one of those that can go all over. So really, really great to see that. Um, you all, of course, we're going to have Felicia. I do believe we're going to have Felicia as one of our first people live just because eventually we want people to see like and really sometimes with the voice is good, but you can't, you need to see like the seriousness and some of these faces because we are on Zoom right now and I am dying laughing, but uh, to see some of these faces regarding and, and see the seriousness. We want you to see how serious it is for you to make sure that you have the resources for your education. That is one of the most frustrating things about uh, pursuing education is knowing about the resources. Funding is usually the number one barrier stopping people from pursuing their education. And so Felicia is there to help you get over that barrier. Um, so we certainly thank you for being a part of the Stiletto Talks today. Um, if you like what you're hearing, definitely share us. We're on all platforms. We're on Stitcher. We are on iHeartRadio. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, Google Podcasts. We're on Audible. We're on Pandora. Um, and you can definitely see us some more places really soon. We're on Spotify and we're on Podbean. So thank you so much for um, participating today, listening to us, sharing time and space with us here at the Stiletto Talks. And if you have not subscribed, definitely subscribe wherever you're listening to us. You want to check us out. We're always having um, entrepreneurs on that are willing to share their truth with you and also share inspiration with you as well. So again, thank you and have a good one, everyone. Bye.